coming to you from the Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios, this is The Right Hash. The Right Hash is brought to you by Slim Sweets and by Speedy Custom Sneakers. Now, let's spark it up with your hosts, Luke Nadkarni and Alex Thompson. Hello and welcome once again to the Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios. A quick turnaround and a quick switch from the pitch to the gridiron as we're here on the right hash for our weekly powwow and well we really just don't have that much to talk about there's nothing that really happened in the world of college football since the last time we talked uh there's been really no controversy and everyone just really agrees on everything that has happened um so this will end up being a a shorter episode. No, I'm just kidding. Not because of that. This will be a shorter episode, just because uh, uh-huh. uh, broadcast schedules and travel schedules with uh with with mostly with myself. But but no, it has not been devoid of controversy. Uh, by now, you know the college football playoff has been the topic of discussion since it came out uh, shortly before the one o'clock NFL kickoffs on Sunday. Uh, we're now you know. 48 50 ish 56 hours past past when it actually came out and people are still arguing and that's basically why we're getting a show in this week despite uh my my schedule because we we just we have to go and dive into this this college football playoff and we are we are the official college football podcast of of some people out there so uh we've got to give give the people our thoughts and you know alabama to their credit winning the game they had to win and then getting the help they needed from the committee for sure but you know, SEC is king and shouldn't, I don't think it should have to prove that it's king after all these years. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a, there's a difference in proving it's king though, because the conference wasn't great this year. It, it was, de- I mean, it was a good conference, but it wasn't at, I, I wouldn't even say it was bit better than the big 10. Uh, I would say Michigan, Ohio state pushes Alabama, Georgia for the best duo of any of the power five conferences. And, ACC had a winning record against the SEC and all of its head to heads. Um, not not to mention the frustration that they gave Georgia in their last regular season game. Um, I you know I I just thought it was a really uh, a really short sighted decision by the committee. Um, that that this it's not supposed to be about what you think will happen. It's supposed to be about what has happened and that's not what they did. Yeah. And I think they definitely knew that they were like, all right, we're moving to 12 next year. So it's not going to matter what we do. We're not going to have any more precedents to follow. Um, and and it, it's, you know, the committee is comprised of people who probably don't really actually watch that much college football on a Saturday. I, I would, I would probably guess cause they're busy doing athletic director duties for their own schools um and and stuff like that so um i mean i you know damned if they did damned if they didn't because there were a lot of different uh combinations you know there were a lot of different possible combinations that got picked off as the games went along i really wanted oregon to win i feel like if oregon had won uh that against washington that would have added another wrinkle of of uh controversy to you know to whether they got in or not um was a really good game i was glad i was glad that game was in the standalone slot on on friday night it was like a good it was like it was like the blooming onion that was the blooming onion game like the the, the dank ass appetizer to the the steak dinner that you know is coming on saturday um i, I like the way abc espn scheduled that out but you know for the what i think the 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 punishing Florida state for the quarterback. Like it's not like they were gonna have their fourth string quarterback 
in the playoff. Like Tate Rodemaker would have been back from a concussion ostensibly by the playoffs. So I thought that yeah. was a very big flaw in logic that uh, that gets thrown around too. Um, but that, I but, mean, yeah, uh, like the, the, the committee's like, the, there's just a different team without without Jordan Travis, but no, it's not. It did the same thing with the, with him as it did without him. Like, does everyone remember when they almost lost to Boston College or had a one possession uh, win against a kind of a tragic Miami team? Um, you know, didn't handle Clemson a uh, uh, down Clemson all that well. All of Jordan Travis, but they won the games. And then are are we just going to like? Did did the committee take that Men in Black mind wiper thing? Neuralizer. Uh, yeah, did they take that after the last regular season game? Because apparently they think Alabama and Georgia are these two untouchable. No one got any anywhere close to either one of these teams all year except for Texas. They didn't watch the last week of this regular season where Alabama needed the, one of the luckiest miracle plays I've ever seen in my entire life to happen, not to lose to a team that just got dragged by New Mexico State the week before and Georgia. Georgia was never really, I guess, in danger of losing that game, but it was a one possession game to Georgia Tech. Those are the last regular season games. So to sit here and look at the SEC championship is like two gods going at it is a little bit of a misnomer and uh, another one of these prognostications that the committee has done. And my question is, what did Florida State do in the last week of the regular season to stay at four that they didn't do? by beating Louisville. Yeah, I I don't I don't really know honestly. Like it, it just seems like as this and comes then, out, yeah. Go for it. Oh, I was just say as this like as this the, this cut came out and actually as it got closer coming out on Sunday, I was like it's going to happen, isn't it? Just the you felt the tide turning, no pun intended at all, honestly. Um but just like you just kind of felt like it. You're just like, yeah, they're going to slide Alabama in there. They're going to find a way. Um and and I as think if as- you're as soon as they had McElroy and what's his face, the other Bama guy on the panel, I knew exactly where it was going. Yeah, I mean, game that, day was at the SEC championship too. <laughs> like, well, I mean that that's fine, but I mean, here's the thing: how can you tell me that you put in the best teams, but you put Georgia at six? Georgia hasn't lost. Georgia's lost one game in the last thirty, and the one drops them from one to six. Really? They're, yeah. They're not. They're not one of the best teams. So you're telling me Alabama's win against Georgia is them beating an amazing team, but that amazing team is not good enough to be in as well over a a team like, I mean, if we're all being honest and we're prognosticating, if Georgia and Washington played, who are you picking? Everyone knows. If Georgia and Michigan played, who are you picking? Everyone knows. If Georgia and Texas played, who are you picking? Everyone knows. So the committee did not even do what they said they did. The four best teams are not there. Three of the most deserving teams are in Alabama. And I thought, I think if you're talking about best teams, you, we school we haven't mentioned yet on, uh, in this episode, Ohio State, who didn't get the luxury of playing in a conference championship game, but yet their only loss of the season was to the number one team in the country mm-hmm. in that team's house by one possession, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and they, they beat Notre Dame and Penn State. And yeah. I mean, they, Ohio they beat State teams with numbers next to their fucking name. And that was a team that got no, absolutely no discussion last Saturday because they weren't playing in a conference championship game. So like, I think they maybe did take the neuralizer and just be like, Oh, regular season didn't happen. 
Uh, <laughs> so, or maybe someone, maybe somebody in Alabama has fairy godparents and just made the made the wish and was like, oh, I wish the tide would get in the fucking playoff, uh, or you know, or what, or whatever. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm I thought- not going to sit here and say that I don't think Alabama can beat Washington or Michigan, but I know that they lost to Texas. I, 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 I watched it and they lost bad in their own building. Um, and that game just for whatever reason, doesn't count because they beat Georgia. And I, I, in a, in a normal year last year, I would have been okay with that when there were multiple teams with multiple losses. I was okay with that. You don't leave a power five undefeated conference champion out. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they did. Un- unless all five power five conference champions are undefeated. You can't leave one out. And the committee never has until this year. All I know is Florida State was one of the best teams. And when they lost Jordan Travis, they won their games as a team because they are a good team. They have a good head coach. Maybe they're not the ratings, darling, that – you would have wanted with a second or third string quarterback, but it's, it's not about the, it's not about style points. It's can they win games? Don't forget Ohio state's like one national title since we've been alive was Cardale Jones, who was a third string quarterback. Let's not forget when Greg McElroy won a national title throwing for 55 yards what what are we talking about? This is this is just picking and choosing where you want to apply the rules to your favorite teams. That's all this is. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. Just as somebody who's backstage some of the time and a little gets a little bit deeper of a peek into how this actually all works, I, I couldn't say I was surprised. One thing that's what's one thing I was not when I saw the the revealing because um, I, I don't really well, I didn't I wasn't watching the show because I, I was like. And I don't, I don't really care enough. I'll see it on Twitter. I'll see, you know, I'll, I'll get texts from people over what, you know, over what happens. Um, but um, at least, you know, I, I, I really like the Texas Washington matchup in and of itself. I know we'll obviously break these da- games down when they get closer um, as, as they approach to the new year. But I really, I at least really like the, I, I like the matchups, both of them actually, but Texas Washington jumps out at me. That'll be a good one in the sugar bowl. Um so I'm kind of interested. I guess Michigan went with the, the traditional, like I know the top seat gets the first choice kind of surprised. They're taking the cross country trip, even with the Rose bowl tradition, but um, you know, they, they, I, I, it's tough to say, which is the easier match, you know, which, which of the higher seeds gets the easier matchup, but um, you, you don't want to play a, they don't want to play Alabama and new Orleans. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually just, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, adv- I was never an advocate after as soon as the final clock hit zero for Georgia, against Alabama I was like you know we're, we're going to a New Year's Six Bowl that half the team's going to opt out of so I was never really thinking like oh Georgia should get in you know slide in the back door or whatever and I'm kind of glad I get to watch the CFB like a like a regular person which I haven't been able to do the last two years uh so that that'll be really fun for, for me um but you know just the the, the Washington Texas matchup is like it, it that that's a, a great like kind of offbeat national semifinal to me because we get we get Oregon a lot um, we get Ohio State or, or and or you know we've had Georgia the last few years, but now we get some kind of fresh blood in there um, and uh, a Heisman candidate who you know he'll, it'll be revealed by the time he actually plays. But just a little bit of a little bit of a fresh blood and 
And you're going to be hearing these three words for probably the next the next month or so. Texas is back, but we'll find out if if Texas is truly back. Uh, yeah, we could have had fresher blood. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But at least why? I, I, I don't know. Washington, yeah, didn't Washington go to a game and get? Or was that Michigan? They got the shit kicked out of them in like 2017. Yeah, Washington played Ohio State, I think. Yeah, um, and and did get rightfully uh thrusted in that game. I think there's. I think. Uh, I can't remember if that was a shutout, but I remember the one, the shutout being, I think it was, was it Clemson over Michigan state uh, in like, I can't remember the year, but there was Michigan state went to the playoff one year and got, got shut out. Um, so that was, I'm just kind of rambling reminiscing here, but I might, my, my strong opinion of, of, I don't, I guess my, my, my hot take of, of the bracket is like, I don't really have one. Like, I don't know. I can't really work myself up to, you know, if the, if the dogs were in it, I'd probably be all like, you know, analyzing the matchups and stuff. It's like, I'm just ready to watch and sit back with some popcorn and like drink a beer and, and watch the national semifinals and the national championship. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not ready for it yet because inevitably these four teams are going to have players transfer away. Uh, it, albeit probably not star players who are going to start, but um, the transfer window is happening now. Uh, and it, it closes on December 4th. So before the national championship, right a little bit after the the CFP semifinals. Um, so inevitably, you're going to have guys who transfer out, and that's going to change the teams as well. Um, so it, it, it's a disservice, I think, to to do any of the analysis at this point because you have we have no idea really what the, the full rosters are going to look like. Um, might be a good time though to announce that. Well, re-announce because we've been doing it every show this month. But the right hash bowl bash will be will be coming back uh, this uh, this this winter. Um, first bowl game is what? It's like the first or the the Saturday 16th. after the Army Navy game. So it's like it's there used to be that really long gap. You know, like it would from Thanksgiving to to mid December there was like no college football and everyone was getting ready for for um or the bowls and stuff, which didn't start till around the 20th, 21st or so, but they, they, they get, it seems like they get a little bit earlier every year, which, which is great. So with that in mind, we'll have the right hash bowl bash. We'll have the link out, um, you know, probably Monday sometime, you know, Monday this of, of next week. And everyone will have, you know, that, that many days, you know, pretty much a full week to pick. Um, you are competing for a prize um, and bragging rights over, over these two uh, hosts and, and Rob Jordan from the right hosh. He, he will also be participating. I I've, I have made a unilateral decision that we will be entering a uh, a control group uh, entry on as the right hash, just as taking all the the favorites. And if that one wins, we don't have any out of pocket issues. That I, I I've I've made a unilateral decision in my mind. What you and I are both going to submit our own, but we're right. going to submit one as the right hash, uh, and it just be. Um, you know, kind of uh, one of those favorites brackets like you see in in basketball. Oh, yeah, chalk, chalk yeah. bracket. Exactly. Um, no um, surprise that he's on that and, one. And then if the if the right hash wins, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. If you can't beat the show, then I mean, if yeah, if you if, if you there can't are no beat... upsets, if there are zero upsets, nobody wins. Because what fun is that? Or if there are just less upsets than there are other picks. Um, 
but but yeah, uh, if you, if you can't beat the Yahoo auto draft team in your league, you probably didn't deserve it anyway. And that's the same kind of thought process I have here. Feel free <laughs> to do this. Feel free to do the same thing. If you do the same thing and win, more power to you. I I, I will count it. Um, but uh, the the prize will get split amongst all the non right hash entities that win that way or or at all. <laughs> if if you tie with anyone, prize gets split. But again, nothing, nothing, no cost to join. Just, you know, follow the link, make your picks and well, we'll hit you up if you win. Yeah. Basically the same, same as it was last year, same as it was two years ago. We just, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. This is, this is, this is a fun time of year because I, you know, the, it's not as fun of a time of year for Alex because he loses college football. Um, if you listen to the right, the opening of the right hosh uh, yesterday, but um, I just, I, it's, it's just, we get a little bit of audience engagement here and social media engagement and people competing a little bit. And th- during the last bowl bash, there were a couple people that were texting me during the bowl season being like, damn, I fucked that pick up, you know, damn, I wish I had gotten that one. So that's, that's always f- fun to see people participate. And it, we've even had people we don't even know join the link. See, I swear there are people out there who just join as many contests as possible. I think the first year our winner was somebody that just randomly joined and that, that was pretty cool. We like sent them their gift card via, you know, via the, the internet. And it's just amazing that you can do that. Yeah. I, I, I'm also really excited about some of these bowl matchups that we'll, we'll definitely uh, touch on them in the coming weeks as they, uh, as they approach their own kickoffs. But uh, you know, j- uh, a quick recap uh nc state is going to play kansas state in the pop tarts bowl can't wait oh, for that yeah. uh featuring the first actual not a joke edible mascot um and it is my understanding that the winning team will eat the mascot so that uh appropriate for a wolf pack or a, a pack of wildcats uh good there and then uh tennessee will play uh an old favorite of mine the iowa hawkeyes in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, and what I'm excited about, A, you can't spell citrus without UT, shout out to Steve Spurrier, but uh, I have seen some renderings of um, a potential end zone layout that is a Tennessee checkerboard layout, but instead of the orange squares, it's Cheez-Its, and I really Oh my god, that's your fucking dream. (laughs) I have to, like, that, that goes on my wall if it gets made. First of all, they're one of the best snacks ever invented. Like it's, it's a that's a tremendous uh, like game day snack. They they like you don't get like you don't get that gross like full snack feeling when you eat Cheez Its. They're just like I don't know, man. There, there's something magical about Cheez Its. Are they are they so state and Tennessee are playing their bowl games in the same stadium? Is that right? Uh, where I, I, I mean, if they're both in Orlando, I mean, pop state's going to Orlando, Citrus Bowl's always in Orlando. So we're at the we're in the camping world stadium, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, so, so are we. So that's that, that's cool. <laughs> cool, just a couple of days apart. We we are a January 1st, okay, uh, Tennessee's yeah, the, a January 1st game. We're the 28th. Um, nice, yeah, yeah. Um, and Virginia's I mean, it, staying home, Virginia's staying home, so Connor Lilly doesn't have to make any holiday plans. Yeah, uh, Colorado versus Florida in the Ashley Home Furniture <laughs> Sitio Asset Home Bowl. Um, re- really enjoying that one. Uh, uh, South Carolina also going to be in that bowl this year. No Dukes Mayo for Shane Beamer. Um, stay tuned. We will have uh, Sad Gamecock join us next week just kind of as a uh, um, a recap of the season, get a little bit of a a, a pulse on where he is feeling uh you know about 
coaches, the players, the portal, Shane Beamer in general. But this this is this is the first cliffhanger I've really ever had to plug. We are going to have our first non-host hot box on this show next week. We are throwing Michael Barlow into the hot box yeah. uh, to 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 vent away his frustrations with the South Carolina football program this year. Um, so stay oh, tuned for that. Amazing. I I can't wait. Probably not a lot of rad Gamecocks going on in that one. Um, fo- follow our boy at Sad Gamecock on Twitter. Sad underscore Gamecock on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, a lot of great bowl games. Like I said, we'll we'll talk about them later. But uh, a couple of those uh, New Year's Six bowl matchups are really interesting. Um, one that you liked, uh, I'll let you talk about. But one that initially I saw and I was like, this is this is captivating. And it's Missouri, Ohio State. Two polar opposites when you think of football. But Honestly, really pretty close to each other, I think, in terms of team quality. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see how that turns out because Ohio State's likely uh, Kyle McCord has already entered the transfer portal. Don't think a lot of Missouri guys are looking to leave. Drink is oh, doing no. a pretty good thing down there. It sounds like they're okay staying. Um, of course, you're going to have a lot of their guys graduate, but I don't think you're going to have a lot of sit outs of that one. So, will be very interesting to watch that particular matchup. Yeah, that's one of those games that Missouri could announce itself and be like, you know, we're we're kind of in we're a program here to stay. Um, you know, we talked to Cole Finley earlier in the season. Um, and we yeah, you know, we kind of got a handle on the way things are out in Columbia. And it's just things for their for that program, Drinkwitz, who was just named SEC coach of the year, um, you know, really, really has a good, a good uh a good trajectory out there. Um, and one one more just back to South Carolina, real quick. Lamont Paris's game bas- Gamecocks basketball team is seven and oh right now. Um, and they take on Clemson tomorrow and that that in-state matchup. So just one one tiny, tiny little positive for for Gamecock Nation if they if they feel like taking it. Um, that's that's a that's to one coach who is at least getting his job done for the moment. Uh, but don't take game, your cups the, off. <laughs> the game I really liked um, is the Peach Bowl in in uh, in excuse me, in Atlanta with the University of Mississippi and Penn State. And these are two teams that I've said this before on the show. These are two programs that are almost the same to me and they've they've just been over the past few years they've just been the same team to me like the same level of success it's the spider-man meme bowl this them pointing at each other like Ole Miss couldn't get over the hump they had a really good team this year couldn't get over the hump in the SEC because they were held back primarily I think by coaching you know Lane Kiffin has a ceiling as a head coach. And I think he's more or less hit it a, a few times, kind of bumped his head on the, on the top. Um, Penn state, same kind of criticism dur- dur- you know, they get to, they get to Columbus lose to Ohio state and then it gets heaped on James Franklin and then Michigan beats them in happy Valley. And then it's like, Oh, James Franklin can't win the big game. So this to me is a, a, a matchup of teams that are looking at each other in the mirror and, it's it's a game that doesn't really mean anything on the national scale because it's not in the playoffs. So it's 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 really it'll be a really cool kind of exhibition of of two teams that that don't you know never would play in in regular season and especially with the way conferences are now they we would never see this matchup in, in a regular season game and now we 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 get one and it's it's pretty cool. Um, same same thing with Ohio State Missouri. That's not not a matchup we would really ever see uh, in in like September or October. So. 
that, that is that is the one redeeming quality I think about the New Year Six that still remains as we get these kind of classic matchups and with certain band members in the crowd uh, who play trombone or something like Doug for Iowa. You know, we can see what they're up to over the years. Yeah, I, th- these are going to be some good, well, mostly good New Year Six Bowl. I, I'm kind of, um, as much as I like the the group of five teams inclusion, it just kind of feels like you throw one of these games away by doing it. Um, I, I know it was good last year, and you know it's it's been good in the past, but um, you know I I kind I kind of feel like for the power five team it's a little bit of a slap in the face to say yeah this is your last game that you're going to play is against uh this team that nobody believes is is actually good enough to be here but we have to uh what we have to appease the at large uh group of five and, and put them in one so it, it kind of sucks that you know bo nicks and and oregon aren't going to get that one last chance of real redemption that those guys know it would feel a whole lot different to beat Ohio state than it would to beat, you know, an SMU or, or Liberty or uh Tulane, you know, the, some of the teams that have featured or been in in contention for that bowl. It, it's a, it's an entirely different feeling. If you, if you beat Ohio state in one of those games, no matter the opt-outs um, you know, compared to beating a group of five teams. So hopefully the group of five team does, uh does the game justice and, and makes it good. And, uh, Makes it makes it worth Oregon's time because I, th- I think Bo Nix uh, said he's playing in the game. So, uh, I, yeah, I mean, he's played for what five years. Why would he stop now? <laughs> well, what's I mean, but why, yeah. Well, I mean, what's one more? Uh, it's it's a lot when you're a top quarterback prospect and you're playing against nobody. Um, that that that's that that's what it is. Um, I mean, Kyle McCord opted out, and he's he's not. I mean, he's transferring, but he's same thing. Opted out. That's this isn't a bowl that matters to him. Um, and they're playing a top ten Missouri team. Um, Oregon is not. So, I I've grown to like Bo Nix uh, a lot over the years. I, I think he's a I think he's just a good dude, a good leader, good quarterback. Um, just wish we got to see him go out on a little bit better, uh, better of a matchup. I'm a little surprised they took Liberty instead of like. SMU or Tulane, just because I thought Conference USA, other than New Mexico State beating Auburn, kind of a weak conference. Um, yeah, but undefeated, you know, undefe- undefeated, but they didn't apply that philosophy to the Final Four. Go figure. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, SMU played actual Division One teams. Yeah, so. yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, Tulane. I, Tulane is an. Uh, they love. Yeah, they. Speaking of the coaching carousel, Willie Fritz moved over to Houston. Uh, probably next show when we have some more time, we'll uh, do a more extensive recap of what the coaching carousels looked like over the last couple of weeks. But that's that's a name that a name that I thought might be on the move. He was. He almost went to Georgia Tech last year for. Uh, you know, he, they all but had the, the deal inked until they pivoted at the last minute. So, uh, yeah, the I kind of agree about the the group of five schools. Um. But at the same time, you know, on the other side of the coin, you see, you saw Tulane last year. It was their Super Bowl to play against USC in in a in the Cotton Bowl. So you, you get you get both sides of the coin. I guess if if you're a fan of one of those teams or conferences, it's it's kind of cool. I'm just I'm I'm not. So you know, if if, well, if my team was playing, I feel like if I'm an Oregon fan, it's like, yeah, like this is how we end our season. Like I would rather just designate one entire New Year's Six Bowl to a Group of Five matchup. 
not I mean, not can, one group yeah. of five, two group of five teams. Yeah, and then just they've done that before. At, well, but not like this, not in this not in this era, but they have done that. Yeah, right. But I, I like just dedicate one. So they're playing each other. You know, you don't really yeah. get to tell, but like you get to play the two best group of five teams. Um, they get the it, payout. And, and then, yeah, exactly. They get the payout and they get to say we want a Fiesta Bowl or whatever. And then you have Oregon play, you know, a fucking uh, NC State or something like that. Like play, a, have them go out on a power five team. Don't let them yeah. get all the way down here and then end on a group of five team. It just, it feels like a slap in the face to a really good team. It's like, all right, we're putting you in the charity bowl. Happened in Georgia a couple of years ago, or 20, I guess 2020 when they played Cincinnati in the Beach Bowl and like, they they sleepwalked through the game and then won on a field goal because they were Georgia playing a fucking group of five team. So or that's that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, but that was a power five team last year, but it was it was a group of yeah. five of a power five team is could have ever made that thing. Um, yeah, man, I wish, I, dude, I just wish Michigan had stolen the signals from TCU last year so we could have seen a real national championship game. I saw that okay. meme that there was a meme that was like, this is what happens when you do most deserving instead of best. And, uh, and the, uh, the, the meme was the final score of the Natty from last year, 65 to seven. It was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, kind of, but, kind of but no, 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 no. TCU beat Michigan. They did beat Michigan. Yeah. They, they, won, know, I, they won a game. To, to get there, like they got, they got the ship. It's, out of them, it's all they, Connor. They it's still, because Connor Stallions didn't do his job. The one time still, Connor Stallions didn't do his job. Exactly. <laughs> like I can't fault TCU for getting ran over because they beat the other team that was in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like if you like what? Let, let's take take a take a step back. Why the fuck is Michigan up here all uh, all of a sudden again? They lost TCU last year, who got I mean erased from our memory by Georgia. That they, they got fucking. Thanos by oh, yeah. Georgia last year. And we got Michigan up here again. All right. Yeah. All right. We just oh, don't look at anything God. that happened in the past. Just is your quarterback healthy? Excellent. Yeah. You're in. Basic basically. That's base. You know, so the Jaguars are gonna get left out of the playoffs. You know this, right? Even oh, if they oh, qualify, yeah. the Jaguars are out. <laughs> well, the Jaguars are actually uh moving to the SEC. Alabama's going to the AFC South. So Okay. Um I, I honestly been a conversation that's been happening for years. Could could Alabama beat the Jaguars? Um, unfortunately, that's there. There is thankfully an actual uh, separation I, now. But I, I hate uh, that. I hate that argument. I just hate when that hypothetical argument comes up because it's there's zero way, zero way it would happen. Like the best college no, team beating the the fucking worst. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you right I, uh, now, Alabama would have beaten Urban Meyer Jaguars team. <laughs> Yeah. No question in my mind. No, no, no question in my mind. They were horrible. Yeah. I mean, I miss it. like, like intent, intentionally horrible. They hated Urban Meyer, man. They oh, wanted yeah. to they, game. I just feel like, I just feel like if you put the guys on a field, like if you just, they just played like, if they just played a game and that those external factors didn't, didn't come into play. Like just the, the, the 30 year old guys would wallop the 20 year old guys. Like just, just be, you know, just because. Yeah. <laughs> but pre pre Georgia Bama was a different monster. Oh, don't I know? Half those guys played for the the Redskins at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when we yeah. traded for Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and we thought we had had it made. <laughs> yeah, he was good though. He was good. Yeah, and I've started. I've though? started to. I've started to like evaluate drafts not based on like it's like oh we draft a bunch of Bama players good, but now now I'm realizing that's not necessarily like what you need to do it's like or, or like 
there's these certain programs that like where it's almost like the the mo is to get guys to the next level above like winning championships. i feel like nc state is kind of like a program like this where it's like we can we'll get you to the next level like that's our biggest selling point because nc state's churned out a lot of nfl talent over the years but they've never really gotten to where they were to, to where other acc teams like to the south have gotten so it's it's like do, do they at a certain point it's like oh we this is just what we want to do is just get guys to the next level and that's where the game's evolving i think especially with this nil stuff is like is it still going to be is that still going to be a a viable like option when you can make a million dollars playing at any college in the, the the power five yeah i mean uh the eagles right now are, are are working proof that if you just draft out of two schools it's it, it can work if it's the two right ones and they drafted out of alabama and georgia recently <laughs> God, um, i, I mean look, the, I dude their entire like starting 22 is sec players it's crazy like, man. by and large they're all sec players and that is exactly how i would run a team if i was ever given the keys i wouldn't i would not pick from other conferences it's dumb um yeah. i'm not and, I, I, I would totally miss out on the on the victor cruises and the pukandakuas of the world that's okay that's okay bring me aj brown you don't want him bring him i'll take dk metcalf Give me all the Ole Miss Man. receivers. Give me all the Alabama defensive linemen. Give me all the Georgia O line and interior linemen. I'm fine. I, I could I could easily do that job. Auburn kickers, man. The brothers Carlson are quietly two of the best kickers in in, in, the, in the NFL. Man, Anders Anders won me my one of my fantasy games because I picked him up and I, he he got he got a couple couple clutch kicks in the in that that Sunday night Ed, game. So Evan McPherson from Florida won yeah. the Jag won the game last night. Yeah, man. I mean, the- half the kickers in the NFL are SEC. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Just if these teams would just draft the SEC blindly, they would do better. Like if the Browns would just stop trying and using their own scouting and they just went to, I don't know, CBS's top 100 and just drafted in order the SEC players that were available, they would be in a better spot than they are right now. It's literally like Tyreek Hill just going to Madden and looking up the looking up the ratings of his his opponents <laughs> instead of watching film. That's exactly, exactly. what that is. <laughs> Dude, exactly. And, and the thing is that that's that'll get you m- marginally closer than what you're already doing because dude, the, the SEC is just it's it's prep school. It's like it's like being in high school versus being at St. Thomas Aquinas. They're they're yeah. different. They are different levels of the same thing. The SEC yeah. is a different level of the same thing. Well, and I think I think that uh, I think that's the philosophy that the committee used uh, here in the this, uh, this selection process for the uh, for the um, college. It wasn't playoff, this year. But... It wasn't this year though. Like from a no, from, really from a national standpoint, it wasn't. From a from an NFL draft prospect standpoint, absolutely still the same case. But uh, the SEC just wasn't. It wasn't bad, but I mean. Missouri was the third best team in the SEC, and I'm, I, I'm kind of throwing shade at Missouri, but in like, uh, giving them props way, they they finished third in the SEC. Missouri, that that's where the SEC was this year. Yeah, and you wonder if they can keep it up too, like not just this year, but also you know I five do. ten years down the road. Which I mean, drink if Drinkwood stays there, of course they can, like. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a great job. I mean, he's like, it's like that, that's got to be the lowest pressure job in the SEC. I feel like other than you know the other black and gold school that doesn't give a shit about sports. 
Yeah, I mean, well, if, if Beamer gets to hang around and keep going to four and eight, he doesn't seem to have a whole lot of pressure on him. They yeah, seem yeah. to like his TikToks. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he'll listen to the Sad Gamecock show next week and just realize, like, I got to get the fuck out of here. They're gonna I'll come after me. me. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we already do have some famous soccer managers that listen to the right hosh. Maybe some football coaches will pick this show up in the off season. <laughs> Maybe we'll get the hot boxes like a, a pregame normalcy over in uh over in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, it's uh, that's that's basically uh, basically the first half of our show. Um, we are we do have limited time today, so um, Rob Rob Jordan, you. yeah, Rob Jordan did brag. I just do want to say Rob Jordan did brag off mic after we recorded yesterday. He's now back in first in the fantasy league. So I, I did want to uh unfortunately report that that we are back we're back under british colonization in the uh in the right hash fantasy league for now for now <laughs> um let, let me catch you up on our last week of picks in the college football season uh from last week championship week 10 picks luke went six and four i went five and five uh luke hit his not so fast my friend uh on miami of ohio over my toledo pick and I missed on my Louisville over FSU not so fast my friend pick. So uh, the week before I went two and zero on the not so fast, and Luke went two and zero this week um, in the in the penultimate week, uh, bringing us to the final running totals. Luke hit the triple digits, baby one hundred four and sixty. I was one seventeen and forty seven. So very good seasons from both of us. Um, you know, forty five plus games over five hundred. I take that to any uh to any bookie house whatever wherever you do your business uh, i'll take that any day of the week um i think really good picks from us this year uh some very interesting uh surprise indies that unfortunately didn't really hit um i think you hit two surprise indies this year yeah i only hit the one Um, i had two i also had two that didn't that had that were within one possession of happening you had three, actually. You had oh, three. three. Uh, right. You had week one, Wyoming over Texas Tech. Um, week seven, Arizona over Washington State. Oh, yeah. The, the cats. Um, and then week 10, Texas State over Georgia Southern. Okay, yeah. And then I, so, I just missed Illinois over Wisconsin one week, and then uh, Miami blocking field goal to beat <clears throat> Ball State two weeks ago. And I just missed Georgia two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, those, but that's that the, if, if they were hitting, if they were hitting, either we're really, really good at our jobs, or we're not picking uh, fun enough games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every every one of the ones that I did were ten plus point spreads, so they were like kind of doomed from Vegas to start. But um, that's that's well, the fun of it, and it does get harder as the season goes along because you're just like, this team sucks. Like, I know they're not going to win. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that that once Vegas has a lot of these data points to put into the computer, it becomes a lot harder to pick out the omissions like like Duke over Clemson to start the year. Like that it just seemed to to me big omission. Same with same for you, Wyoming over Texas Tech. I think it was really easy to hit week one because there's no data points. And um sometimes Vegas doesn't watch football, they watch the computer. Um, and sometimes you just have to fucking watch football, you know, to pick football. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's it's kind of how I feel talking to friends sometimes that don't 
sit strapped to a chair for 12 hours on Saturdays watching college football. Um, but well, uh, yeah. Or, or it's like people who have fantasy teams, but think because the player is good in fantasy, they're good in real life. Correct. Like, Anto- like Antonio Gibson. <laughs> that, 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 that's a fair generalization, but that is not a hard and fast rule. You have to watch to know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, speak, speaking of fantasy, just a quick quick update. I lost by forty to Zach Burhands uh, last week. That was that was embarrassing. I'm just I'm not happy. I got to do better. Um, still in fifth place behind Alex Roth in points by a healthy amount. Uh, Mike Barlow in third. Uh, Rob defeated Uncle Keith. Um, he's now at sixteen ninety nine point four two points, sixty nine points ahead of Uncle Keith. Perfectly nice, nice. Um, so I, I I play Uncle Keith this week, so he's going to be the favorite. Um, it's still early in the week, but we do, you know, we do have Thursday game and we have two Monday night games this week. So could be some, a lot of late week action, a lot of late week action in this, but um, yeah, it's, so we, it's we, a, we've got two more weeks left. I am sitting in sixth place at six and seven. You and Roth are above me at seven and six, but I have you both in points for um so i've got two weeks to make up one game and keep my points spread uh if so i will be in the playoffs if not i will be squidward in the house looking at spongebob and patrick <laughs> well congrats congrats zach um i, I beat armand this game. week good good we, we you we <laughs> gotta beat if there's one guy in this league we gotta beat it's it's that guy <laughs> Yeah, I uh, no 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 prisoners and and that was with a goose egg from Tank Dell. Uh, oh man, talk about an injury. injury that sucks just for football. Like that just sucks for football because he was yeah. like he was a promising young player, and you know he'll be back next year. But it yeah, was, like yeah. the only only rookie of the year that was in front of him was his quarterback. Really, I, I feel like he was kind of maybe the secondary rookie of the year candidate. There's a lot of good ones, but Tank Dell seemed to be the most consistent NFL caliber um him and him and zay flowers i would say probably other two wide receivers that consistently look like nfl players puka uh, nakua puka had a little bit of a dip but um consistently flowers and dell have been amazing definitely not quentin johnston no That's everyone sure. after him everyone after, <laughs> including adding last night parker washington for the jaguars catching a touchdown i had um, never heard of that guy <laughs> From Penn State, I only knew about him because we also drafted Brenton Strange from Penn State. Um, that's I never heard of him in college football up until we drafted him, and I did not know what number he was. I thought we had re-signed Marvin Jones in the off week, like somehow <laughs> to come wear eleven, uh, and there was Parker Washington filling in yeah. for Jamal Agnew. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, the uh, we know how the game went by now, but yeah. I'm just I, I'm just glad that Lawrence injury wasn't worse because it looked yeah. it could have been a shitload oh, worse, dude. It looks so shitload bad. worse, dude. Like I don't know, man. It's just I don't want to focus on the injury itself, but it, it definitely changes the outlook of how the Jags, you know, approach this last month of you know they still want to win, but like how much can you win without your your top quarterback? Well, and the well the good thing is we discussed last week. We have a we have a, a favorable slate of quarterbacks. That was including Jake Browning. Um, but aside from Lamar Jackson, we face pretty much backups the rest of the way, which is which is nice. Um big issue though, uh you wouldn't have known it from the the visual of both plays, but Christian Kirk got hurt on the first offensive snap for Jacksonville. Uh 
turning or something. And Doug Peterson said he's going to have to have surgery. I don't know what happened. I don't exactly know what the injury is, but he has a core issue that is going to need surgery. Sounds like he might just be out the rest of the year. And if you would have told me one of those two guys was out the rest of the year, I would have bet my mortgage. It was Lawrence. And it sounds like, I mean, they're not even ruling Trevor Lawrence out for Sunday yet. So he had that, he had that knee injury back a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, people thought he was going to be out. What did he do? Bounced back, ran for 69 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, if the, if there's one thing I can say about Trevor Lawrence that goes over everything else, never count that dude out. Yeah, I mean it's he's he's no Cade Klubnik, that's for sure. He's a, he's a, he's a lot better. Got more of a winning instinct in terms well, of his, uh, his parents live close. Yeah, <laughs> not as close <laughs> as Tommy DeVito's parents live to him though. Um, actually, by the way, it was just in, in, in NFL news. It was just announced that Tommy DeVito will remain the starter for the Giants in those uh, in in that the, going into that Monday night game. One of two Monday night games against uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Um, so that was I just was scrolling and saw that because Tyron Taylor is healthy again. But that gives us a chance to mention that two Monday night football games with a Manning cast, and this is the best part. What uh, it was announced last night: limited commercial interruption for the two Monday nighters. On the I just want I want some good guests, man. I please bring me to a uh, I I hate that I actually went out to the bar to watch that because I missed the Manning cast version of it. I came back at the end of the third quarter, um, so I I got back and caught the fourth and and all that kind of stuff. But um, I hated to miss the Manning cast of the ja- the one Jaguars Monday Night Football that I've ever seen as a Jaguars fan. Um, but I I went back and watched some of the highlights and. Uh, Man, that 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 <laughs> where two is playing the guitar and Eli and Peyton are like fumbling through lyrics is <laughs> just yeah. it made me laugh so hard. It's a little, a little too soon for me to be seeing Tua having fun on the screen again. So I actually I actually watched the regular broadcast just with Buck and Aikman. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You, I don't you heard it here. Just, I just kind of heard it here first. Me. Luke Nickarney prefers Troy Aikman. I mean, after Tua throws for fucking. 20 touchdowns on my team then yeah because troy aikman never did anything bad to the redskins no no never not once not a single thing i don't know what you're talking about the the logic the logic here certainly does not circle luke (laughs) (laughs) hey when we get a bye week this we get a fucking bye week and i'm so happy a guaranteed non-loss guaranteed non-loss i'm going on vacation and then when i come back from vacation we're gonna have the right hash summit I guess that's the summit with two M's and two T's. Exactly. So we're going to watch a shitload of football. That's amongst basically what amongst other activities. Not And and you know what? I'm not going to have to watch the Redskins, and it's going to be wonderful. And you're not going to have to watch the Jags because we're on Sunday Night Football that week. No, hold on. That's, no, that's this weekend. We play the, the Browns at one. Never mind. Say the Getting Philly, ahead of Philly myself. versus Cowboys, which is going to be a fucking awesome the, game, I think. The this weekend has been two weekends away from me for a while, so I still put it two weekends away, which is when we play the Ravens. Yeah, um, that's good. Oh shit! Yeah, we talked about that game last show. That's that's going to be a fun game. And doing dude, this is the schedule for today. Just when we when we're doing this show, actually allows us to come up on a a really really special time. Uh, just during special time of day. Um, just yeah. we're about we're about ten seconds away. Um, from this this just time of day that we really like to to just enjoy and be around and you probably see tweets with score bugs with them. I mean, there we go. It is 
it was officially the the best time of the day and I think a really really good time to just pick some some NFL games for for this weekend um and it's all right abbreviated show on my my vacation week let's go do some rapid fire Luke is going down to the site of GTA 6 this oh, weekend. I can't wait. I, I can't wait for the video game, man. I've I've been playing GTA 5 for so long and it's like it's it's a, the fucking like it's like chasing the dragon. We finally get a GTA GTA 6. Well, you you'll have NCAA 25 before you do GTA 6, but gonna, um uh, video games are about to be good again. <laughs> make video games great again. All right, so the, we're gonna go rapid fire, but pardon me for typing as I'm in, I'm still inputting all of these into our uh, our list. We are since we don't have college football, we're just gonna pick every NFL game, and we're yeah, gonna go not? rapid fire. Why? Uh, for for the people, we're just gonna pick all the games. Thursday night football. In hold on, hold on. Can we? Do, what? Do, how did we do last week? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. you caught me this week. I, I um, know. I was, it's usually it's usually the other way around. Um. <laughs> Not, not, not your best work, Luke. No. Uh, C minus. Apply yourself. Um, four and five last week. I was seven and two. Uh, that brings us you to seventy four and fifty six. I am seventy three and fifty seven. So, we we are going down the stretch neck and neck, my friend. Oh man, and I just, I, I just, I need to keep the lead because you know you you heard the you heard the college final stats earlier in the early in the year by the way the bull bash isn't going to count toward those those standings that's its own thing so college standings are final so i need to i I need to salvage one you you have to take your your side of the sport now you're you're playing you're playing home field advantage um i'm a a game behind uh we're even on games played (laughs) so uh it's it's approaching we are we are in the witching hour for the right hash picks um first one here uh, the the ho hum bowl uh, up in Heinzfield. Uh, remember for our audience, Heinzfield when Pittsburgh Steelers play there, Acrisure Stadium when the Pittsburgh Panthers play there. Um, that's not official. That is the unofficial official rule of the right hash. Patriots going into Heinzfield to take on the gaunt the the, the giant gargantuan Steelers offense. Um, I, I'm I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I'm taking the Steelers because they are the least vomit inducing team in this matchup yeah the less flawed team i would say uh in a team two teams filled with flaws uh, they they have the best the, the patriots have no receivers and the uh the the steelers at least have george pickens even if it's fucking uh trubisky throwing in the ball yeah i'm going pittsburgh and deontay johnson who's back from injury and uh looked like he wasn't completely quitting on every play last week so yeah. um even though they benefit. did lose to the cardinals that was pretty embarrassing but <laughs> You know, uh, certainly Cowboys, they turned yeah. out all right. Yeah. Um, one o'clock games. We'll just start in Cleveland, Jacksonville going on the road. Still no indication what's going to be the uh, injury prognosis for Trevor Lawrence. Calvin Ridley will, I mean, uh, Christian Kirk will be out. Um, Walker Little has a hamstring injury, probably going to be out for this game as well. I would wager Trevor Lawrence will not play this game. Um, the Browns. Having Joe Flacco at quarterback looked okay last week. Still has the arm. Um, I, I was I was surprised to see that he still has uh, the juice in his arm. Um, Jaguars at the Browns. Cleveland three point favorites. Sounds about right. I think this is going to be an ugly game, uh, and I think the Browns are just used to playing with a backup quarterback to this point. They have a much better 
uh, set it and forget it defense than Jaguars do. So I'm going to take Cleveland. Yeah, the Browns are good at winning ugly, and the weather is going to be ugly in Cleveland on Sunday. Uh, like 40, 50% chance of rain. Actually, not too cold, but still uh, 31 mile an hour winds. Uh, yeah, give me the Browns here in this one. Um, Excellent. Not good, for, not good for Florida's team. No, no. I mean, it, yeah, this just a, a lot of variables add up to Cleveland probably walks away with an ugly win out of this one. Um, that takes us to the Georgia Dome, the place that has given us the most recent controversy uh, in, in the sport. Buccaneers taking on the Falcons tickets as low as forty two point zero dollars. Uh, Atlanta, two and a half point favorites. Man, if they keep using Bijan, I feel good about the Falcons, so I'm going to go with the Falcons here. Yeah, this is a good defense, too. It's it's a, it's a not really an out, like they don't have guys that jump out at you, but it's just it's a defense that gets the job done. Um, and I, I, you know, they're playing another mediocre quarterback in Baker Mayfield, and I, I will take Atlanta in this one, too. They're winning in spite of Arthur Smith, really. I just, cause I, I have no idea how that guy wins games, but, but he's doing it. This is a big game for the division too. Tampa and New Orleans both sitting at five and seven. Atlanta at six and six. Uh, Carolina, I, I don't know th- that they got eliminated this week. Coming into last week, they had not technically been eliminated yet. Um, but a uh, huge game here for the division. Um, keep that one on your uh, on your monitor. Next game, yeah, a very so you get to get but, shit on by whoever loses the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what, Start studying up on the 49ers and FC South. Um, I take us to Soldier Field, um, where the inconsistent up and down offense lines go uh, go into uh, Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Detroit three-point favorites. Uh, really, really good week last week from their offense. They kind of just hit on everything. Sam Laporta is a stud, another one of those guys that – um, you know, would be in that offensive rookie of the year contention if not for CJ Stroud. Uh, and he, he's been quietly, I, I say quietly doing it because I still don't think he's getting the recognition across the league for what he's doing as a tight end and as a rookie. Um, I'm taking the Lions in this one. The line here is three. I feel like that's a little low for Detroit, but it represents how inconsistent and hit or miss their offense has been the last couple of weeks. Not so fast. Look, I'd be lying if I said I thought the Bears were the better team. It's just uh, this one's at Soldier Field. The Bears should have won that game in in in, in Detroit. I, I don't really know what happened there, um, but it, it just seems like another one of those games where it gets ugly. It's just an, uh, kind of an ugly game, divisional game on the road for for the Lions, and just just one of those games where it seems like things are going to go wrong. Uh, not terribly wrong, but wrong enough for for the Bears to sneak away with a win. So I'll go with Chicago. All right. Uh... It's funny. I'm all the way to the AA column on my Google Sheets, so I can't put the not so. I'll put it in here. <laughs> uh, okay, I got it in there. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna take the not so fast over to the uh, to the pros whenever you feel feel the itch. Uh, that brings us to a very interesting game, given the uh, the happenings of last night. The seven and five Colts with Trevor Lawrence going down are would be in the playoffs. If 
everything ended today, the Colts would be the wild card representative from the AFC South, not the Texans. So keep that in mind. Seven and five Colts going into Paycor Stadium uh, to take on the Bengals, who had a really hot night from uh, Jake uh, Browning and Jamar Chase. Really good game from Joe Mixon as well. Um, not so great game from Tyler Boyd, but you know what can you do? That was a dumb play. Colts are one-point favorite. Gardner Minshew playing some really good football. The rest of that Colts team playing well in spite of having two massive injuries to Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson for most of the season. Really impressed with that Shane Steichen job up there. He 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 might he might have to get my vote for coach of the year if he's able to actually hold on and make the playoffs. I'm going to take the Colts here. I I just I am such a believer in the way that they are playing football and the way they are winning games. Um, I, I look a lot into that. Gardner Minshew, an experienced quarterback. Jake Browning, I think maybe a little bit more of a product of a shaky Jacksonville Jaguars defense last night. Um, the Jags have not given up as many touchdowns as they normally do, but that's usually how it looks. They usually don't break uh, in the end zone as much as they did last night, but that that's that's a pretty typical Jags output in terms of quarterback. So I'm going to take the Colts. I, I just uh, I'm not buying what the Bengals did last night on offense, um, uh, and I think the Colts have a significantly better defense than uh, the the Jags right now for in terms of of pass coverage. So give me Indy. Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth with Shane Steichen done a phenomenal job this year after losing his top quarterback. Uh, I think having a full week to of film to study on Jake Browning. Uh, and having that extra day of rest for the Colts is important too. Uh, Jake Browning still, well, he, he might have a market this offseason, but I think they lose here. Um, <clears throat> Colts, Colts win this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm hopeful for the guy that this, you know, materializes into something that is consistent. But, um, I, I, I just, I think we saw a team that doesn't have a number one corner to put on Jamar Chase and. I mean, 11 catches on 12 targets for 159 yards and a touchdown. That, yeah. That'll make any quarterback's uh, game look really good. But I'm still going to give credit for Jake Browning because he still had to go out there and, and do it. So right. um, credit where credit is due. No no, no saltiness here. I, I don't get that way about the Jags. I, I get that way about Tennessee, but not about the Jags. Um, another NFC South battle. Um, probably not as hotly contested as the other one we talked about. Panthers going into uh, New Orleans, Nolens, where Lil Wayne has proposed to be the halftime show for uh, Super Bowl in 2025. Please bring that to us. Um, Saints, five and a half point favorites. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. The Saints ended with Jameis Winston. I think it's. I think that's the lean for this week. Um, at least in terms of immediate. Uh, this is weird. I, I'm just going to take the Saints because the, I think they're a better team, but the Panthers have been playing a little bit better football uh, post-firing like they did last year. So um, you, you just can't count them out. They've got talent, but uh, I think I'm just still going to roll with the Saints here. Yeah, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is in this game uh, for New Orleans. Uh, they have a good enough defense to eat up a rookie quarterback on a struggling team. So this is a this is this is a blink and a and a pick, uh, New Orleans. <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, good offense meets good defense. Texans go into MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, five and a half point favorites over the Jets right now. Um, again, without Tank Dell, 
Dalton Schultz, I think it's going to be a game time decision. He missed last week. Um, Brevin Jordan actually had a really good game in his stead. The Jets, what the hell's happening at quarterback? Nobody knows. Um, assume it's just going to be Tim Boyle again, but I, I, I really don't know slash don't care. Um, I'm taking the Texans. They are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. I, I don't, I don't think that that is a disservice to them to say that they are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Two teams going in opposite directions. Feels like the Jets play at home every fucking week, um, but it doesn't really matter. I, I mean, I'm, if they couldn't beat that dreadful Atlanta offense last week on their home field, they're not beating this Houston offense. So I'm going with the Texans. Excellent. Uh, we go into Baltimore, the home of the oh. wire. Um, the The Rams do at least. Baltimore seven-point favorites, but the Rams, as I said last week, with Kyron Williams just have a little bit of a different bounce in their step uh, when they have that uh, that running game going. Um, they're on a three-game win streak, beat Seattle, beat the Cardinals, beat the Browns pretty well last week. Um, Puka Nakua is, is looking like he's going to stick. It, it doesn't look like it was just a flash in the pan the first couple of weeks because Cooper Cup was out. Uh, Cooper Cup getting on the board last week. And then the Ravens are the Ravens. Um, I Great team. Arguably the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, it's going to be them in Miami battling for who has, who controls their destiny for the top seed in the AFC. Uh, Baltimore seven point favorites. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens too. I almost, I almost never pick against this team playing at home in Baltimore. Um, yeah, the, 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 I've had the two games, two games I can point back to where we, I did that this year and, you know, kind of called my shot was Detroit and Seattle and they crushed both of them. I, I don't know if they'll crush the Rams, but they will beat the Rams. Even though Matthew Stafford seems to be uh, kind of past his, whatever this year's injury ailment is. Yeah. Uh, th- their whole team has just rotated who was injured. So they yeah. haven't been able to, they just haven't been able to get consistency. And I think they may start getting that. If this team makes the playoffs, watch out for them because they yeah. have that. They, they, they got the dudes to do it. Um, that moves us into the four o'clock window, uh, a four Oh five matchup Vikings at Raiders. This is Luke, the most expensive game on the docket. And once you hear what's coming up after this, you're going to go interesting. Um, $210 gets you into this one, Minnesota, three point favorites. Sounds like Dobbs is going to be the starter this week, but that is no longer, uh, a, a certainty that he will be the starter, uh, Going forward, I think it's going to be a week-to-week thing as long as things look a little bit shaky. Uh, is Jay Jettas back? Is he not? We'll see. Um, Vikes Raiders, Minnesota three-point favorites. I think I like the Vikings anyway, but um, I'm a little I'm a little hesitant on it because of the way the Raiders played against the Chiefs last week. I know they ultimately gave up the game, but they jumped out to a 14 nothing lead um, and just got mahomes uh, it happens to everyone, but I'm I'm going the Vikings in this one. Um, uh, I'm not going to not so fast this just not to dilute my uh dilute my my other one with Chicago because I'm a little more confident in that one. But I, I'm going to pick the Raiders here. Seems like a classic Vikings, one of those Vikings letdown games. If you're a Vikings fan and listening to the show, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it, yeah, it's just when Aiden O'Connell's been playing decently. Um, so yeah, and that and I, it almost makes you wonder where the Raiders would be if they had just not done the whole Jimmy G thing. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take them in this one in a game that maybe maybe if it's close, you know, hopefully if it's close, I'll throw throw it on. I, well, we'll actually probably have it on at some point. So, but I'll actually pay attention to it over the whatever the 420 plus five game is. 
Speaking of, uh, oh, we're not there yet. Sorry, uh, got one more to go. Um, NFC West battle. This this is a big line, ten and a half point favorite. San Fran hosts the Seahawks, um, who have kind of just not been as good as that everyone expected them to be. They haven't been objectively bad, but six and six off of a you know signing your quarterback to a hundred million dollar deal with uh DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Tyler Lockett it's just it leaves a little bit to be desired um I, not a lot of thought here 49ers <laughs> same <laughs> that that's that's it like we saw them we saw what they did in Seattle on Thanksgiving no reason to deviate from from the norm there I mean this yeah, is, and- if 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 we were if we were picking the Super Bowl today the Niners would be my pick to win the Super Bowl I I'm not saying we have to debate that right now. I'm just, I'm just, I've just been that impressed with the way they've been playing lately. (laughs) It just needs to, it needs to consistently happen. That's the only thing I'll say with him. It needs to show up every week. Um, now we move to the 420 plus five, my favorite slot and probably our generation's Colts Patriots game. Uh, the bills go into Burrowhead. um, White Dak Prescott taking on Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs two and a half point favorites. Uh, I mean it's a tough <laughs> one because the Chiefs just the Chiefs suck. I I hate the the Chiefs suck. Yeah. Um, and the the Bills suck. But I think the Bills have been playing better football the last two weeks. Um, call me crazy. I'm going with the Bills to go into Kansas City and the, get the upset. Uh, I think if the Chiefs had beaten Green Bay, they'd be a little more vulnerable to an upset. But they lost to Green Bay, so they're going to be a little bit sharper and more vigilant in film study and practice. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs in a close game. But uh, but we we that's what I thought two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just I I I do like the Arrowhead advantage too. I did. I think that's worth something. So great, great Bills, great Josh, game, Bills, though. Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, we'll be Bills, Josh Allen. will be front and center, of course. If if Josh Allen shows up and not Bills Josh Allen shows up, I feel very good in the Bills. But if Bills Josh Allen shows up, and if you listen to the show, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, if if regular Josh Allen shows up, you're good. If Bills Josh Allen shows up, uh, Taylor Swift's gonna be dancing a lot. Um, the second 425, 420 plus five game uh, this week in Inglewood, California. The Broncos go in for an AFC West matchup uh, into the Chargers house who came off a very, very strong six, nothing win over the Patriots last week. The Chargers are three point favorites. I don't know where they're, I don't, I don't know who's spotting them three, but um, they're three point favorites. I am taking the Broncos. And this isn't even a Chargers home game because Broncos fans always show up in Los Angeles. It's going to be very orange and blue in that state that that what the f- i know weed's legal in las vegas but what the fuck are those people smoking and russ in la cook, <laughs> russ doesn't even need to cook this can be russ's this is like a tuesday in the restaurant industry it can be chef russ's day off and the fucking broncos can win this game i have the, Ru- the chargers offense is dead to rights man what is going on with that team russ is making a charcuterie board and still going to win this one <laughs> Russ is no, hung over. Russ is hung over because he stayed at the bar after closing, hitting on the bartender last night. Russian <laughs> Sierra are door dashing. <laughs> well, they are about to have a baby. Isn't she about to have a baby? I don't 
keep up with them at all (laughs) keeping up with the wilsons (laughs) well one of my least favorite couples out there so i i stay far away i cannot believe the chargers are favored in this game (laughs) hammer that it is i mean the their roster suggests they should be but their results suggest yeah like like you were talking about you have to actually watch football to pick football like that, yeah, that, that kind of thing. Well, th- but that it almost hurts hurts you when you watch the Chargers because you know the all of their parts are really good, but it's the sum of their parts that is making it bad. It's weird. It's <laughs> oh god, so weird. But anyway, uh, bringing us to Sunday Night Football, probably get dude. There, the Bills and Chiefs and the Eagles and Cowboys play games against each other on the same. Yeah, this is great. I'm so glad we're off. I'm so glad the Redskins are off, man. This is going to be a summit to summit, dude. This is, (laughs) I can't wait. Eagles, Cowboys, Dallas, three-point favorites in Jerry World. Um, I guess makes sense after the game the Eagles just had. Dak Prescott, man, as, as much as it started me comparing Josh Allen to a bad quarterback and Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is quietly putting together an actual MVP season. Whether or not he wins it, whether or not it, you know, keeps going for the next four or five weeks and into the playoffs, who knows? Your guess is as best as mine. But between Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, there's not really a more hot wide receiver quarterback duo other than maybe Tua and Tyreek. Uh, really love what Dallas is doing. They're getting it everywhere. They're getting it pass rush. They're getting it um, pass defense, pick sixes. Uh, they are just an incredibly – well-rounded team with the exception of I don't think they have a running back that can go between the tackles on a a, a fourth and one and a half other than that I think they have pretty much everything else they need and in this game because it's in Jerry world I'm going with the Eagles with the upset I've struggled with this one because I don't want to pick either of the two teams. Um, but I do, I do think the Cowboys are winning this game. Uh, I think, uh, I think they, the, the Eagles, Eagles got smacked in the mouth on Sunday and they've, they've got, they've got a lot of corrections and explaining to do to themselves. Um, and I, just, I, I, Cowboys are peaking at the right time. I hate, I, I mean, I'm, I'm about to go just bang my head against the wall after we get done with the show for saying this, but Dallas is playing its best football right now. So I, yeah, I've, I've got to go with them. Um, and, Ugh, ugh, God damn. I'm I'm gonna be pretty greened out watching this game. So I, I just uh, hopefully I won't remember Dak Prescott celebrating at the end. Just pretend you're picking a green or a blue team. Don't pick ugh. names or cities. Just yeah. green team or blue team. That's yeah. That's how you have to approach it. Yeah. The the team the blue team that's playing a little bit better football right now. Sure. <laughs> the the blue team is playing good football. You had to give it to the blue team. <laughs> um that brings us to our monday night doubleheader both at 8 15 this isn't one of those seven o'clock, 10 oh. o'clock kickoffs this is side by side two games at once i can't wait <laughs> if i if i had a million dollars i'd watch two games at the same time <laughs> what would what would you do you mean besides watch two games at the same time besides yeah yeah besides that (laughs) oh that's good um titans going into hard rock to play the dolphins um sorry state of tennessee you are going to have a horrific monday night this is not going to be good for you uh 
I would tune over to the Packers Giants game and see what Jalen Hyatt's doing. That's what I would do if I was in the state of Tennessee. I wouldn't be watching that one. Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins, and uh, I think Tyreek might outscore the Titans. Yeah, I'm going to Miami for three days later this week. I'm not picking against the Dolphins. Not going to be there for the game, though, uh, if I had done a little more force. I'm going to a Florida Panthers game. That that will be fun. My first hockey game in about seven Ooh. years. But, but yeah, picking the uh, – well, they're playing the Penguins, so uh, <laughs> we all know who hates Pittsburgh. <laughs> the Titans but, uh, could be playing the Penguins and still lose that game, too. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, more more to a guitar. More to a guitar. Maybe he'll do the guitar celebration after he throws a, pick, uh, a touchdown. Uh, Darius Rucker in no uh, danger of shedding tears after this particular game. Yes, um, <laughs> correct. And that brings us to our capstone, um, if you can call it that. Uh, Packers going into East Rutherford uh, to take on the Giants? Question mark. Uh, Greenbow, uh, Greenbow, Alabama. Uh, Green Bay is six and a half point favorites uh, over the Giants right now. Tommy DeVito didn't look inept which i think is good uh that there's a little bit there they get saquon barkley back this week uh jalen hyatt coming off of uh rookie of the week honors for uh eclipsing the 100 yard mark for the first time this year amazing what happens when you throw him the ball and put him in the game um i love the way jordan love is playing right now and and the way that they're getting reed and and some of these other guys involved i don't know what it looks like without christian watson should he miss this game uh, I think right right now it sounds like he will. Um, Aaron Jones might be back though, so maybe a little bit of a offset. My my brain tells me to take the Packers. My gut tells me to take the G Men, so I'm taking the G Men. I don't want to. I Tommy DeVito and the Sopranos have told me to. Forget about it. Um, Packers. I uh, yeah. ugly. It'll be an ugly game. Probably pretty low scoring. I think. But the Packers have a a good defense against a but a better quarterback. You know, Devito's playing well after he that beating he took in Dallas. But I just don't think the Giants really have it at the skill positions right now. To to you know, Darren Waller's still hurt. Um, guys like that. So you know, so Saquon can't do it himself against this defense. So I'm taking Green Bay, taking the Jaylen green Hyatt. team this time. Green team this time instead of the blue team. <laughs> green team. I'm always on the green team. <laughs> we will be on Sunday. All right. Well, that brings us to uh, uh, that is that is fifteen games. The only two teams not playing Cardinals and Commanders. So that is thirty of the thirty-two I, teams accounted for. I think that's it for bye weeks too. I want to say. Uh, I can't. I can. I, I could be wrong, but let me. Uh, I can go forward one week just to see. Um, yes, no bye weeks next week. So yeah. officially done with bye weeks, and then and we'll get coming up on fantasy football playoffs yeah and we'll get saturday games too three uh, next week yep so uh just you know set your lineups accordingly and you know pay, you know, we don't we, we, we it's not college football we'll be a college football saturday but it's it's there and then the weather sucks this time of year and it gets dark early so what else are you gonna do you know two two games at the same time <laughs> two games at the same time man uh, but, bill's cowboys next week too yeah that'll be a good one a shout out there to armand kuchecki who tweeted last night um he tweets like the Jack Nicholson like nodding GIF, and he was like, uh, "It was like when I when I'm watching sports on one channel, and then I switch to another channel to watch another sport." And I was just like, "This is the best thing I've seen on Twitter all day." <laughs> I don't switch sports. Not this you don't time have of year. To. You don't have to. <laughs> we don't. 
I don't switch sports. I'm going for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also have like 700 TVs in, in, in your living room. So yeah. Who, who changes channels these days? <laughs> Just watch all of them at the same time. <laughs> One day we'll have our sports draft, like our Thanksgiving draft. It's like, what events could you want? Would you want to watch if you could, if, if the calendar wasn't a, a thing and you could, you had five TVs and you could watch, any sporting events like that uh, that'd be a great great grinder but we're calendars are, we are a construct here. created by the government luke <laughs> <laughs> we live in a simulation but i uh, i actually do have a broadcast tonight so i've gotta i've gotta run away here in, in a minute but glad we got a show in here we we needed we needed that uh cfp reaction like i said at the beginning we are we're the official college football podcast of at least somebody out there so um, just always, always put, good. put us in the room with Boo Corrigan. I promise I'm not going to hurt him. I promise. I just, <laughs> we just, I just want to talk to him. We I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. All right. Well, that's about all the time we've got uh, here on this episode of the right hash. We'll have another one next week and another episode of the right hosh in two weeks. And of course, be on the lookout for that link. The right hash bull bash comes your way very, very soon. For Alex Thompson, I'm Luke Ned Carney from the Oscar Alexander Kuchecki Studios, and we will talk to you next time on The Right Hand.